Below the Bar podcast is not meant to be taken as legal advice. It is purely used for entertainment purposes. Corbin and I are not attorneys. In fact, we haven't even graduated law school yet. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. That's scary. So if you have any legal concerns, please, 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 I urge you guys to seek an actual attorney. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's all I have to say. Hey guys, welcome back to Bullet the Bar podcast. My name is Drew, and we got Corbin. Corbin's in the house. As always. As always, except for that one time when you weren't and you let me down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that happens. I mean, just don't do it again. Yeah. Just don't do it again. It's going to happen more than once. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, we got a great episode here for you today. I think we're going to try to do what we did last week with the kind of, um, we each kind of did our own research on different cases and we didn't tell the other one what we were doing. So hopefully we didn't do the same case today. Yeah, I liked doing it last time. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's interesting kind of going into it blind and not knowing what the other person's going to talk about. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I just thought it was interesting. Um, we got some good feedback on it, so hopefully it continues keep, to be funny. I mean, keep it going. I know I'm funny. You're getting there. Um, oh my God. We're starting this again. Really? <laughs> really? Really? Okay. Well, so anything exciting happen? Uh, not really. Um, I spent a lot of the week working on paper, on a paper. Um, on paper? Where you make, you were I like... Was, I spent a lot of, making of the paper. week working yeah. on paper, just making paper, actually. Yeah. Not money, just actual paper. Just, yeah, like physical, yeah. like printer paper. But, um... Corbin hates trees, by the way, and I he do. does everything he can to chop them down and make paper out of them, so... That is accurate. Yeah. I have a whole printing press in my apartment <laughs> just, this just million a, dollar piece of machinery i have this set up where i just go into i live in an apartment complex guys but there are trees in between my apartment and the apartment next to us i have this whole setup where i go out and i cut them down and then people just bring them in and then yeah just slave labor you have like children bring in the, the trees yeah just my yeah. niece and nephew when they come visit i just have them a okay, good. Trees. You don't want to do that. I mean, you got that's a lot of work. It's <laughs> a lot of work. And why would we not delegate a lot of work to some you know helpless Children. child? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I I'm blanking right now, but I know there was something that I wanted to tell you that happened this week, but it is completely gone. So, well, if so, you think about it, I'm here. I'm not here yeah, I'll let you know if it comes up in the next twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I don't want to hear about it. So, and that's understandable. That's fair, but I believe last week I went first. So yeah. if this week you would like to go first, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you this real quick. I've been messing with Paige, and she <laughs> finally figured it out last night. So for the past couple nights, at night we'll be watching a movie, and I would take our dog out to go to the bathroom. And while the first night I was outside, and and she just bought me an Apple Watch. Yeah. Okay. So. I saw Spotify, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, our dog was taking his good old time trying to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna throw on a podcast here. Not ours. I'm not a weirdo. I'm going to throw on another podcast and listen to that while Alfie's doing his thing. That's why we're not making money. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. So I hit play, 
and nothing happened. And I'm like, oh, I guess it just didn't work. <laughs> so then I go in and Paige is like, your phone just started playing music by itself. And then it shut off. And she was like real freaked out. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Right. Strange. So then the next night I would, I would just go out there and just mess with her. I just, <laughs> just like, every hit, time. like turn on music. And then I'd come back and she'd be like, your phone, it's just playing music when you leave. <laughs> and it just shuts off. And then last night she finally caught on. I did it. And I came in and she's like, open your Snapchat. So I open it up and it's a recording of her just sitting on the couch and my phone just starts playing <laughs> music. And then she's like, what is happening? And it took everything in me to not just bust out laughing. Yeah. And then she finally, like, I had to just tell her because I just could not not laugh. I'm like, for the past three days, I've been, <laughs> just been messing with making you. you think our house is haunted. That's awesome. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of what I wanted to talk about. Oh, good. There we go. See, we're... So the other night, Kaylin and I were watching a YouTube video. And in the YouTube video, they were talking about, like, family vloggers. And there's this trend... <laughs> Where somebody in the family pretends that they just dropped the newborn, their newborn baby. It's like a trend that all family <laughs> bloggers do. And there was one where this guy like acted like he was holding their baby, swaddled up, and then he dropped it from like the second or third floor over a banister, and the wife freaked out. And I was like, "Those aren't pranks. Those they're <laughs> no, not funny." <laughs> no. You know, it'd be hilarious if my wife thought thought that uh, I dropped our baby, yeah. thirty feet. Yeah, that would be yeah. so funny. Oh, I'm sure great. everybody's going to come out of it laughing. Dude, the look of horror on her face. Look at how scared she was. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cold. It's just a baby. I would probably do that joke. There. I would probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. To like a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'd think you're weird, as often happens with strangers. Yeah. And then I ne nobody's ever thought I was weird, especially not the guy <laughs> who I cornered in his driveway and yelled, I'm sorry at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely thinks you're the most normal person in the world. If you guys don't get that reference, how about this? Listen to our old episodes and you'll get it. True. Yeah. yeah. You guys are missing out. Um, Ran into Betty Goiter. Betty Goiter, day. she's doing well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ran into her, she's doing all right. She's doing so, well. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate name, but Betty's killing it. You just, you know, you can't pick your name. True. You know. You can just pick your nose. You, that's... Right, that's, <laughs> that's the saying. That's the saying. Yes, and I live my life by that. Can't pick your name; you can just pick yeah. your nose. Every day at three o'clock, I pick my nose, and I remind myself that you know, yeah, I'm, I'm in control. This, yeah, I'm choosing I'm, to do. Unlike this. being named Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get into this. I guess. Yeah. Um, if you're putting the heat on me, I'll go first. Yeah, it's up to you. I can go first, but I figured I'll give you the opportunity. Okay. Well, have you? Let me ask, I guess I'll start by asking you a question here. Do you ever find like a wallet on the ground or something like property that just once belonged to somebody else? I, just I have, of, yes. Know, just like tempting you to take it and make it yours. Yeah, tempting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, obviously. Right, but, but the temptation's there. But the temptation, I never, I would not do Okay, that. so you have seen this pro. Now let me ask you a follow-up question. Okay. And this is, this is related and you're going to be like, what? But it's related. Have you ever noticed the absurd amount of shoes not two shoes, one shoe, usually, just like scattered about the road, like the, the highways. Oh, yeah. Always yeah. one shoe. It's never a pair. No, it's always one shoe, you know, on the side of the road. I don't know if this is just a Pennsylvania thing. If anyone else has noticed this elsewhere, just let, please let us know. This is pressing. I need to know. But so you, you see a shoe, maybe you want to take it. That's a nice shoe. Maybe it's a Jordan. I want that yeah. one. I want that shoe, you know. Well, the status of these shoes 
in terms of like what, you know, is it lost, mislaid, or abandoned property will determine whether or not you're free to gather up the shoe for your highway shoe collection or not, <laughs> right? For your catch shoe sales. So if you haven't caught on yet, we're talking about finder's law, property that is lost, mislaid, or abandoned. We're also going to touch on treasure trove real quick, but since there's a lot here, I'm going to get through this. So when somebody finds property, there is, you know... Whether or not that property is there because it is lost, has been misplaced, or abandoned by the original owner, who is often referred to as what they call it, the true owner, right? that's going to play a large role in determining who has the right claim, who has the right to claim the property as their own. So we'll just touch on each kind of briefly here. So first we have lost property. Now the definition of lost property would be property that is unintentionally lost, or you could even use the phrase unintentionally misplaced, Okay. Now, we can contrast that with mislaid property, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is, you know, I'll just save that for later. So the general rule is that the finder of lost property has a superior claim to that property against everybody except for the true owner. Right. All right. And this is illustrated in the case called Hannah v. Peel. So Peel ends up obtaining ownership of this house. And apparently he used it. He didn't use it as his own. Like he didn't live in the house. He okay. just yeah. had this house. And he used it as a place for soldiers to stay in. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Very generous man, Peel. So this dude, Hannah, his last name is Hannah, he's staying in this house and he starts snooping around this guy's house, right? Right. And he finds a brooch on the windowsill. Okay. Yeah. Brooches brooches can go for a lot of money. (laughs) Especially if a soldier. Oh. So he finds this brooch, he takes it to the police, and after two years of no one coming forward to reclaim this brooch, Peel is the owner of the house, the guy who has the house, who's just not living in it. He takes the the brooch and he sells it as his own. And Hannah is like, dude, I found this brooch. That's my brooch, right? Which, if you really look at it, it's kind of a silly idea. I mean, you think about, like, if I were just staying in your house and I just found something, I was like, hey, that's mine. I found it. I found it, Corbin. Right. It was on your windowsill, and yeah. I found and it. And I found it. Yeah. But <laughs> Hannah ends up winning, all right, the guy who found the brooch. Yeah. All right, he ends up winning. The court says it does not matter that the lost property was found on the property of another person, being Peel. And this is because Peel never used the house as his own. And he had no knowledge or control over the brooch. So basically, you know, the moral of the story here is that if Peel had exercised control over the house, such as by living in it, the outcome likely would have been different. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's lost property. I know that's, but I mean, there's really not too much. I mean, right. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to misplaced property and we'll talk. The definition is sort of similar. Uh, Mislaid property is that which has been intentionally placed somewhere. And that's contrasted with lost property, which has been unintentionally placed somewhere. But misplaced property has accidentally been left behind. Dude, I do this like 50 times a day. Yeah, that this is a rough one for me with the mislaid property because, one, I have ADHD, which does not help at all. No, but me too. Yeah. I can tell you that I can have the remote in my hand one second, and then 15 minutes later... I've been searching for the remote for 15 minutes mm-hmm. because I have no idea where I put and it. And it's like in the kitchen cupboard. It's or something. every single night. <laughs> all, constantly. My wallet. Dude, 
wallet, the, yeah. If the most common phrase out of my mouth is, where's my wallet? What is going on? Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> that was crazy. All right, well, anyway. Uh, so, mislaid property belongs to the owner of the property where the mislaid item is found. And, of course, this is secondary to the rights of the true owner of the mislaid property. So, a case example for mislaid property would be Benjamin v. Linder Aviation. And in that case, the bank repossesses an airplane, which is then being inspected at Linder Aviation. So one of Linder's employees found $18,000 stowed away in the wing of this plane. So there's this three-way dispute between the bank, Linder Aviation, and then the employee who actually found it. Okay, And they're all arguing about who this belongs to. So if you paid attention to the rule, the bank wins, Okay, which might seem a little bit like... Well, Right. The yeah. owner of the property, this is Linder Aviation. It's at Linder Aviation's yeah. hangar, you know, so wouldn't it go to them? Hold on to your seats. All right. Okay. So, for clarification, the court determined the property where the mislaid cash was found was not the hangar belonging to Linder, but the airplane the belonging to the bank. So, uh, this kind of just didn't sit well with me, you know, I it, felt like. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but I also hate banks, so maybe there's right, emotion yeah. going it's, into it. I think it's kind of shitty on yeah. the bank's part that, like, if I owed them, like, if I still had a car payment, yeah, and then somebody was like, hey, I found $2,000 in your car, and the bank was like, that's ours. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I just don't like banks, so maybe there's a lot of, you know, personal bias going into that. To be fair, also, if you're hiding $18,000 in a wing of a plane, <laughs> you're not doing There's probably something going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So the money was obviously mislaid because someone doesn't lose $18,000 in the wing of an airplane. Right. You know, that's, and it was clearly intentionally put there. It's not abandoned because it's, it's just crazy. Nobody's going to abandon $18,000. Right. Know. Oh, don't need this. And it was not treasure trove because it wasn't old enough. We're going to touch on treasure trove here later. So that's mislaid, misplaced property. Yeah. Abandoned property is where the owner intentionally relinqu relinquishes all rights to its control. Importantly, real property, that's, you know, houses, anything like affixed to the land, cannot be considered abandoned property for finder's law purposes. The good news is that if you find abandoned property, it's it's yours, you know. So, you know, there's not too much to say regarding abandoned property. We can kind of all imagine what it is, you know. You just didn't want any more, so. Yeah, just you left just, it. just left it. <laughs> yeah. But I guess looking at the shoes that perhaps if somebody just decided they hated their left shoe and they put it out on the highway, you know, just threw it out of the window while they were going 80 right. miles. And they're like, I don't need this one. I hate this left shoe. <laughs> you could attach your shoe. You yeah. know, you don't have any, dis no, you know. That's fair. Battles over who the shoe belongs to. My shoe. There is an exception to abandoned property, and that's shipwrecks. So abandoned shipwrecks that are found within three miles of U.S. territory limits belongs to the U.S., so you can't be like, oh, this is an abandoned shipwreck. Also, yeah. hate that rule. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A, you imagine finding a shipwreck and being like, oh my god, man, all yeah, my you, you find treasure. Yeah, <laughs> and then the government's like, whoa, <laughs> not so fast, buddy. Yeah. You're like, that's actually ours because we knew it was there. That's <laughs> <laughs> just something government makes when they pull one over on you. Also, but also, how would the government find out? Like. I just wouldn't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you then you're just like walking around town wearing like jewels and yeah. like, you're doing your taxes and you're like you and seven hundred gold doubloons. You have like, a scepter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the last and final piece that's treasure trove. 
and that's property that's been hidden for so long that the owner is almost certainly dead. Okay. Right. And they're probably watching you rummage your greasy little paws through their property from up in the clouds. And they're probably screaming at you in an attempt to stop you from disturbing their property. But to you, get off their lawn. Yeah, you, you just, yeah. So all others except abandoned property, the finder has greater greater title than all but the true owner, who, again, is about as likely to contest you taking this property as the Easter Bunny. Property must have been deliberately concealed for treasure trove. So if you find a really old shoe on the side of the road, maybe made out of stone or iron or something, you know, something that appears to have been deliberately <laughs> hidden. An extremely old shoe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's hidden under, like, an old clay tablet that says something like, I put this here back in the year 1850 or whatever they wrote on in the year 1850. Yeah, and then Mormons are going to say it's a religion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we worship this stone shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's treasure trove. Basically, it just has to be something that was intentionally hidden so long ago that the original owner is likely dead. And then last, I just wanted to touch on a couple quick things, just interesting finds that people have had yeah. regarding lost, mislaid, or abandoned property. We had $14,000 found behind a toilet after moving into a new house. Cool. Be awesome. Hopefully that happens to me. Yeah. Here's a good one. An attic full of doll heads. Terrifying. After moving into a new home. Did anybody argue that those were theirs? <laughs> like, I found the doll heads. They're mine. They're mine. I want those. <laughs> Uh, this one's cool. A California couple found a rusty can full of $10 million in old coins while they were out walking their dog. That is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love be. it. Uh, somebody once found the ashes of the previous owner's baby when they bought a house. It's heavy. Oh, all right. It's yeah. That's, Who leaves I, that behind? I, that's I, bad Who leaves parents. it behind? And also, again, did anybody argue that we found those as ours? <laughs> There's this court dispute, this long drawn out... Uh, like, somebody... That's mislaid. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's mine. <laughs> uh, guns and ammunition stuffed in the walls. And this one's also great. A man's leopard print thong, which has been stowed away in a cupboard since the 70s. I would definitely go to court over that. Oh, for sure. Dude, I'm wearing that in the court. I'm, I'm wearing that in the court. washing it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That so, has seen some, some crazy some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's all I have. I just kind of wanted to go through. I mean, that's a pretty basic thing that we go over in, co or in property laws, you know, finder's law, lost, mislaid, abandoned property, and who has the greater claim to that property. So, Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's interesting. And it is crazy the things that people, that you can find. And also, like, yeah, with the left shoes, like, who's going to argue those? Yeah. Like, who, who wants that? And anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, so when you're driving anywhere, just start watching the shoulder of the road. I guarantee you, you start to see. Or like, look at the uh, electric lines. Yeah. <laughs> shoes everywhere. Yeah. Nobody should go barefoot. There's shoes for the taking. Just that's true. Yeah. But it happens every day. Yeah. So sad stuff. Fix that, someone. Yeah. Corbin, what do you have? So, yeah. So I have, um, I have a Supreme Court case here today. It's about a former president that's trying to keep his taxes hidden from the public. Oh, my God. It, it's not. But, but like, what is that? Can people really do that? Can he do that? The answer is no, obviously. Right. They, the okay. Supreme Court held that he cannot do that. What former president? It was is Donald this? Trump. I thought I knew it. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, great guy. Love him. God bless. <laughs> 
but that was, that was sarcasm. It, it was sarcasm, yeah. but we're this is really going to alienate fifty percent of our audience. It, it and, is, and you... Mormons apparently, if we leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I do have a Supreme Court case. Um, my Supreme Court case, though, is on animal sacrifices Ooh, and the First Amendment. Okay, because you know how often animal sacrifices and the First Amendment go together. Yeah. So, basically what happened is, there's this re- religion called Santeria, which is, um, it, it mixes some old Cuban religion as well as Roman Catholicism, is how I understand it. The Church of Lakumi Babalu I is where, um, it, not... is the people that practice Santeria. Okay. I'm not going to check your pronunciation. On the yeah, I yeah. tried to listen to a video, I probably butchered it. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, it was generally a religion of Cuba. Okay. Well, in 1987, that church announced that they were going to move over to Florida and create a church and like a wellness center and a couple different things for members of this church to be able to go and practice that. Okay. But seems wholesome. Yeah. Santeria, though, requires uh, ritualistic animal sacrifice and in most ceremonies, ceremonies the sacrificed animals are eventually eaten okay so once they found out that this church wanted to come here um there were some citizens that were upset um so they held like an emergency city conference where people could come in and uh, talk about their concerns about this okay. um yeah. people went as far as to say that santeria practices are sinful um that they're it's demon worship uh, they they were not happy about it so, so that's uh, just religion, you know, just kind of right. It's where ninety nine percent of the world's problems come from. A lot of times, yeah. yeah. But so they were moving to the city of Hialeah in Florida. Hialeah, oh, like the game. I don't know that game. Uh, it's some kind of like I don't know. I think it's like lacrosse. Are there it's like animal f- sacrifices. That's that's the how you win. You, know? oh, nice. you score a goal and then you sacrifice an animal, a chicken. Nice. I yeah. actually think that's. It doesn't say exactly what animals they sacrifice, but I did see a picture of somebody holding a chicken. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm right on the nose. So good guess. Yeah. Have okay. you read this case? Nope. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a free, uh, like a um, oh, what's free exercise? Club. Yeah, it's yeah. the freedom of religion yeah. uh, under the First Amendment is where this comes in so basically what the city of Hialeah did was they immediately um created ordinances they called them um emergency ordinances which banned um sacrifices like spiritualistic and ritualistic sacrifices okay yeah because people don't want to live next door to the people right and they sacrificing they attempted to argue that it was for the betterment of their like for public health because of the animal sacrifices and stuff like that originally the court the first court held that these ordinances were protected so that these people could not perform these uh, uh rituals so they the, couldn't sacrifice so these the animals court was first saying that they couldn't yeah okay okay so then they appealed to the supreme court and in talking about the case the supreme court had to decide whether a city ordinance prohibiting r- ritualistic animal sacrifices violates the first amendment's protection of the free exercise of religion and i was kind of surprised the supreme court held that it does violate the free exercise of of religion Hmm, yeah um it was just interesting to me they went through and they talked about um how there has to be the neutrality of the law under the 
uh, with the First Amendment, and it has to be generally applicable. In and if it if it's not, then it's subject to strict scrutiny, and then would fail. Yeah. In that case, strict um, scrutiny is the the level of it's the highest hurdle. Yeah. That a party would have to right. overcome in order. Yeah. The government found that based off of the fact that this was not neutral because the city didn't ban the slaughtering of all animals. They banned specifically religious ritualistic. Uh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So basically the Supreme Court goes on to say basically that because they were only attempting to ban the spiritual and ritualistic sacrifice of animals, it was clearly created only to affect this the San- yeah the santerian religion uh, religion so they basically overturned the lower court and ba- and as far as i know this was in 1980 well they planned to move over in 1987 the case was in 1993 in the supreme okay. court so again kind of surprised i mean 1993 it's 20 plus years old but still like, kind of newer in my opinion sure yeah i just never realized that animal um sacrifice sacrifices yeah. was still a thing Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah. obviously, I know I didn't realize it was a legal thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, because it does kind of seem like, at least by American standards, it's like this immoral thing, you know. But yeah, right. That's, yeah, I, and the court goes deeper into it. Um, I know we've talked about strict scrutiny and stuff before, which is why I didn't go too in depth. I just thought thought this case was really interesting. Just again, because it involved the animal sacrifices. <laughs> no, I like that was cool. The city immediately was just like. Yeah, we're going to make that illegal. Yeah. Uh, just immediately. But for you and, guys. But yeah, only yeah. For Billy you can, down the street can kill animals. Can kill animals all day, every day. <laughs> right. But if it's... Santa Rita, you guys can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. No, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense, though. Because, I mean, yeah, that's clearly aimed at restricting yeah. the exercise just of their religion. Only this religion. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like I said, I thought it was interesting. Um, I in researching these cases, it was I found some dark, dark ones <laughs> that I thought about going, and I was like passing them through, like the ideas through Carolyn, and she was like, mm, "That might be a little too dark." Yeah. Well, no. So, and maybe this is something we can ask our audience here. Would you guys be up for us discussing some, like, if we find a really dark, heavy case? Yeah. Is that something that you guys would enjoy? I mean, I know people love listening to like true crime yeah, podcasts. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um it, we'll just have to be careful making jokes about what Right. Else. That's 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 the that's the yeah. That's yeah. the difficulty. The one case that I was gonna talk about today, and we can end here soon, but the one case I wanted to talk about or I was gonna talk about today was about this uh geology student who fell in love with this girl. She was made out of then, rocks. No, oh. she they were friends for like a year and then he found a note that was like i want a relationship not with like any of these nothings that i'm friends with so then he got mad <laughs> so he went to the geology lab and grabbed a rock and then asked her like hey what do you think of me and she was like oh we're friends and he just beat her over the head with it with a rock yeah and damn i know that sounds very aggressive but there were parts of it that i was like Oh, this is really interesting. This will be funny. But then sure. I was like, <laughs> "This will be funny." Th- there were funny parts in it. And, oh, sure, sure. But, yeah. no, I know but what you mean. Uh, then I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be tough because the main point in this is the fact that this guy beat her over the head with a rock." Yeah, I was like, that'll be hard to. 
Yeah, I mean, out of, you know, what's the saying about, you know, comedy and tragedy, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, we're just it's hard to make jokes about, you know, certain circumstances. Yeah. But at the same time, lighten up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. Somebody but... can get beaten over the head with a geode, and I mean, that's okay. You know? <laughs> I guess so. That's... <laughs> well, that's not okay. But, we can, we can. <laughs> but joking, we're joking. Yeah, it's a joke. Joking about it. I, I'm I'm good. There. You got anything else you want to? No. Um, we have our list. You want to try it? Oh God, yes. Okay, here we go. You can follow us at on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher app, Talk Shoe. And that's it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Could be wrong. I think that's it. Regardless. Facebook? I said Facebook, I think. If I didn't, Facebook. And I hope you guys like this week's episode. If you did, please like and subscribe wherever on all the uh, previously aforementioned places. And tune in next week for another exhilarating Below the Bar Pod episode. It's going to be great. All right, guys. See ya. Thank you.